Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered, and the countdown to the season's kickoff continues on the podcast. And I have to admit, there are some mornings where I feel like the luckiest kid in the world. I get to sit down with some of my childhood heroes and chat footy and life, and this is one of those days. Joining me, a great privilege to have the Flash, Larry Corowa, join us for the first time. How are you, mate, and how is life treating you? I'm well, mate. Uh, life is good up here in God's country, yeah. right on the border, even though it's only been open about a month. But, um, yeah, it's like the gates have been open and everyone's happy, mate. I love that. Um, question, answer time. Our friends, our followers and our listeners have thrown a heap of topics to chat about. We'll get this one out of the way early. This is from Graham at Byron Bay. Who's the fastest, Larry, either that you played with Against or have seen who wins over a hundred? Oh, geez. Um, uh, Josh Adokar, he's he's fairly quick, yeah, you know, over a hundred, and he's he's starting to slow up a little bit now, but he had the speed back in the early days, yeah, he was really quick. Um, a bloke called um, David Michaels, yeah, who was very quick, and, and Shane Werrett. Yes. Shane Werrett, he was very quick. He beat Martin to fire in a match race from memory at Parramatta Stadium and they were saying Chariots was the man. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, uh, there's always been a lot of quick players, mate, over the the years. So, you know, even Slippery Morris and, Mm. and all them, you know, them blokes were pretty quick. Absolutely. This one's from Wayne at Dremoyne, one of your old stomping grounds. In 1978, you hit first grade, played 21 games, scored 24 tries. How did your life change in that one year? Yeah, it turned upside down pretty quickly mm. in that first year. You know, it just it just went so fast, so quickly. And um, the thing is that when I went to Balmain, I was there um, probably about November. Then I had yep. Christmas, then again in uh, January. So the pre-season was, was very good, getting to know everyone yep. and getting around the town. And, you know, the, the Tiger Town was so great to me. So yep. it made me feel so welcoming. And uh, just the players yep. made it for me, you know. Mate, were you comfortable 
with the spotlight, um, with everyone knowing who you were, where you were, what you were doing, because it's not for everyone. Yeah, no. Hated hated the spotlight. Yeah. You know, just love to put the footy gear on and get out at Leichhardt or wherever and um, have a crack. Because in 1977, you could have gone out to any restaurant in Leichhardt or any pub and gone unrecognised. Twelve months later, you couldn't go anywhere without being, you know, headhunted, asked for autographs, photos or or a chat. Yeah, and that's where my life changed really, you know, <laughs> uh, especially a, a shy kid that come from here down to Canberra mm. and sort of made me name down there with Percy Knight yep. and uh, under Donny Ferner when we went through undefeated with mm. that Monero side in 77, uh, then the Country City side, of course, and we... We didn't do very well. They they got us, but um, yeah, um, wasn't my cup of tea trying to get uh, in front of Rex and Ronnie <laughs> Casey, and uh, and uh, yeah, very daunting. I bet. Ersko asks, you played five games for New South Wales in what was then known as the Interstate Series. The first was in nineteen seventy eight. What do you remember of your debut? Lang Park, the old Lang Park where you had to walk through the club to get to the dressing rooms. That's right, yeah. And you got all these mad Queenslanders, <laughs> you know, doing all sorts of things. They would have been half full by that stage. Oh, they were pretty well full, yeah. yeah but it was a great experience. But, you know, I had a bloke that I roomed with was um, a calming influence on me. That was Michael Cronin, the crow. Wow. So... Um, yeah. yeah, as I said, very calming influence and, um, you know, didn't set me up for any dumps or anything, just said, I'll look after you. So, you Is know, he the nicest guy in rugby league? Oh, it has to be. Yeah. You know, I've never met a, well, Olsen Filipano. Yeah. You know, but Mick Cronin's one of the greatest guys mm-hmm. I've met in rugby league. Olsen obviously just recently passed away and it, I guess as we get older, we we become more aware of our surroundings and also our mm. age, but there's too many good ones going far too early. It is, mate, yeah. And um, I didn't really know how serious Olsen's yeah. um, health was and um, I kept in contact with his daughter, Louise, and uh, she said, I've got to fly down to Sydney because he's been admitted to hospital and you know, in 16 days they had to take the life support on because his organs failed on him. Go back to that game for New South Wales. You scored a try on debut. You won the game 25-19. Let's run through the side. Ian mm. Schubert was the fullback. The wingers, Terry Fay and yourself. Mick Cronin, Steve Rogers and the centres. Isn't that a centre pairing? Uh, Bobby Fulton, Tommy Radonikus, the halves. Greg Pierce was the captain and lock. Second row, Steve Hargy. Terry Randall up front, Ian Thompson, Max Krillich and Paul Kahn. And the side was coached by Frank Stanton. I think it's safe to say that side you are not going to squeeze into any salary cap. What a list. Yeah, mate. And I was, you know, in awe of, yeah. you know, who the blokes I was playing with, you know. Two or three years before that, I was playing just down in, in a Canberra competition, yeah. you know. And watching it on TV, next minute I'm up here playing with, you know, the blokes that, um, you know, you just idolise. And um, it, was, it was a great experience for me. Um, and it, it, I became a man, from a boy to a man yep. in Sydney in that first year. So I matured very quickly. And to play with some great players um, was, you know, just enormous. 
it's a common thread from guys of, of your vintage that they, yeah, they improved as footballers, but more importantly, they improved as young men and they learned a lot about themselves as young men as exactly. soon as they were introduced to that club environment because back in the day, the old grumpy front rower could give you a kick up the arse if you did the wrong thing or if you were getting ahead of yourself. Um, you learn your spot. Exactly. Yeah, and mate, they don't pull any punches. They just mm. tell it how it is. They give you the truth. And um, it's an experience that, you know, I'll never forget that first game. And, uh, um, you know, blokes like um, Mick and Steve Rogers in the centres, mm. mate, you know, just can't. You can't. There's not another pairing like it that I've seen yep. since. Yeah. You know, that which complemented each other. Yep. Then you had one of the best five eights, uh, you know, that had a at the back end of his career yeah. in Bezo and and uh, Tommy and uh, uh, Tommy Paul, I'll, I'll tell a story that when you go into the dressing rooms, there's two dressing rooms in the old dressing room. So one where you get changed, and one another room where you go in and have a nervous whizzer. And yep. I walked in there, and there's Tommy slapping Terry Randall around the ears and the face, and, uh, and Tommy's <laughs> saying. We're going to bash him. We're going to do this. We're going to grab him here. We're going to gouge him. We're going to do everything. And Igor's eyes, I've never seen a bloke's eyes just rolling around and glassy. And I walked out and I sat next to Mick and I said, so these two blokes out here are slapping each other. And Mick said, just sit down here, son. Just sit down here, son. You'll be right. So calming influence, I call him. Absolutely. Um, Wow. First bit of controversy for the interview because I've got a bozo that's called himself the new Flash. There's someone challenging for the title. He says, Larry, who was your favourite centre to pair with? Um, well, it's, it had to be the Mick and um, Sludge. Yeah. But in the club it was um, Dennis Bendel. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Dennis got injured. And uh, Wayne Wiggum, they were great centres. And when Den- uh, Dennis... But uh, hurt um, Olsen. Olsen then came in. Came in, yeah. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. From Facebook, Nobsy at the Tweed. He asks, what was the carrot that made you return after seven years out of first grade with at the Gold Coast? Or was it just Graham Eady's persuasion? Yeah, Wombat's persuasion. Uh, they run out, run out of men for a uh, trial match up in, in Brisbane. And um, I was doing the sprint work and just helping him out and all that. And uh, he threw me a pair of boots. I was sitting down on the bench talking to one of the boys and I threw them back to him. 
And next minute they come flying back again and he said, I need you, we're out of men. I went, you're kidding, aren't you? So I saddled up for that game and yeah. that was it. I kept going and kept training with Billy Johnson and got myself fit. I was still running pretty good. I was beating yeah. some of the boys at training and then they uh, put a, a contract in front of me. So, yeah. The irony there is on your couple of games with the Gold Coast, I think you reached that 100-game milestone. Is that right? Yes. I, was, I think I was 98 or 99 yeah. at, at the Tigers. And um, that didn't worry me. Um, no. Uh, no, because no. Um, a lot of people don't know this. The reason I retired from Sydney was that my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, so she had oh. she had both of them removed. And okay. I was told that, you know, if you want to see your, your mother uh, within the next six to 12 months, you better, you know, come home. So uh, that's what decided uh, for me to come home and because uh, I'd been away since I was 15. So, yeah. you know, and I, only, I only seen her about two or three times during that 10-year period, 11-year period. Yeah, when you put, put it into perspective like that, football very much comes second, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Family first. And I had two young boys that she'd never sort of seen. So, And we got um, probably about 12, 14 months with her when we got when we moved back, so yeah. you know that was great. Did the footy fire still burn? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just loved it. Still does today. Yeah, I, I love that. Me too. This is from Fleming in Dubbo. Are you a fan of the Indigenous game, either against the Maori or the All Stars, but the concept in general? Uh, yeah, they changed this, the concept because I was on the council when we first kicked it off with Jeff Carr. Um, Ricky Warford, yep. myself, and uh, and a few others. Smiley Johnson, who's now a um, director on the New South Wales Rugby League. Mm. Sol Blair and a couple other blokes. But um, we've we sort of saddled it up here at the Gold Coast for a few games mm. too, because it's just not all about the football. It's, yes. it's all about the the social aspect for our mob and bringing them up here where they can go to the beach, go to the restaurants, yep. go to the theme parks up here, mm. was great. Then it got successful and people wanted to put the, their hands in the pie mm. and, you know, they sort of got rid of me and Ricky and then they thought they were they knew everything. Yeah. And, but I like the concept against the Maori culture boys mm. and I think the best way to do it is, is have it to the curtain raiser of one of the state of origin games. Mm. Yep. And I think one of the state of origin games should be over in New Zealand mm. because you can have it over there and you have one here every year. Yeah. So that's what that's my thinking anyway. But The upside is of all the young Indigenous kids that I've spoken to uh, and, and young rugby league players or young men aren't into history. They're into looking at girls and drinking at the pub. They're not into history. They're not into family trees or tradition. The young Indigenous boys that go into camp for the first time, they learn more about heritage, family and history in a week in camp than they have in 17 years at home. Yeah. That's an upside, mate. That's huge. It is, yeah. And, and I hope that when they leave that camp that they go back into the community and be productive in their community yeah. um, and helping out other kids or you know, the elders of the, um, the community, and be productive. So 
that's one good thing about that week-long camp and you get blokes in there that, you know, are real great. Mm. And, um, you know, blokes like um, Preston Campbell, who's, um, you know, come from Tinger out west, yeah. you know, and and um, I think Dean Wittes is in there now yep. and Georgie Rose and um, I think, uh, what's the bloke, Nathan Blacklock, I gets in now and again. Yep. So it's good, mate, you know. Love it. Uh, from Laney in Ultimo in inner west Sydney there, the Tigers lineup really changed from your first year to your last year. Which teammates stand out across your time there? It's uh, good the, blokes and good players. Yeah, well, the first two or three years, we had blokes like Alan McMahon, um, David Grant, yep. Stevie Lavers, um, Percy Knight, Olsen, Wayne Wiggum. Um, Noel Mabry was there at the back end of his career there's before a, Benny come in. Yeah, there's a blast um, from the past. Keith Ke- Keithy Cook. Yeah. Michael, Mike Fish was there for one year. Yeah. And um, they were great, absolutely mm. great. And they were – because when they went to the Tigers, they said, we've got a spirit here that you never – you won't believe. Yeah. It's, um, it's the Tigerish. we never say die. Yep. And this is our – Leichhardt is a fortress, yep. I was told, you know. So that to me was great. You know, and, the, and the culture that they had back then, you know, they loved a beer and party, and, yeah. but on the field, you've got to perform. Absolutely. Um, but then, you know, in um, 1980, Piercy and Benny and um, uh, a little man called Blocker come in and, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's, there's a few that filled it on through to Newtown and um, – um, and also in '82, when Canberra come come in, yeah, and most of them went down to um, to Canberra. Down to the Raiders. Lordy Martin was one of them with David Grant, Macca, that's right, and uh, Percy Knight. There you go. This is from the Duggan family in West Ryde. Who was the toughest winger to mark up against for you, Larry? Oh, there was a few. <laughs> There's a few. Uh, Terry Fay, number one. Yeah. Oh man. Big you for know. his time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other guy was um, the guru. Yeah. He was very – he was that low to the ground, you, you yep. know, you had to sort of jump on him to, <laughs> you know, but it, it pushed me away like a, you know, blowfly. But um, Kerry Bostead. Yep. Right. Little man, but could he play? Yeah, he's wonderful. He could – he was one of them blokes I couldn't get around Okay. Because he had the speed to get around me too, yeah. and he had that technique to hit me and drop me around the hips yep. straight away. So he was the other. Uh, he was the other winger in '79 um, when um, Great Britain came out. So me and of Bowie, Bowie were the wingers then. But uh, mate, back then we had wingers like um, Ian Schubert, Chrissy Anderson, yep. you know, Slippery, yeah. and you know, you had a ton of them there that could anyone could have played for Australia, mm. but. Terry Fay and uh, Bowie and the Guru. Yeah, that's a that's a great three. Are you still a Tigers man, Larry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah I, I'm a Balmain Tiger, really. Yeah. But you know, you've got to go with the times, and um, we haven't been successful over the last. Yeah. Oh no, since uh, what 2007, I think. Shenzhi won the comp, so that's 14 years. Um, bad decisions have been, ma- been made and um, 
bad player construction of teams, yeah, I think. You I know? agree. So um, the best beauty about it now is Timmy Sheens is back in control yeah. of everything. Um, knows football, knows rugby league players. Yeah. So, And he'll get that club. And you could see over the last few months that he's done doing a great job. Agreed. This is from Ray Brody, and it's more of a statement that he wants to get your opinion on. He says, gee, the role and game of a winger has certainly changed in 40 years, hasn't it? They're chalk and cheese, what they used to do and what they do now. Oh, yeah, you've got to be six foot six and you yeah. can jump, jump in the air. To, yeah. Well, a few years ago, but they've sort of been changing it now. And um, back in my day, I would have probably scored another 40 tries for, you know, the, mm. the touch, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, pose. Well, yeah, the, the corner, uh, the, the the corner, corner post, post because you know, the corner post was, was out. In, yeah. was out back in my day, but yeah, it's changed, and um, players are more athletic these days than what we were, mate. Yeah. So, and they're more professional. But um, you know, I'm still the old backline, get deep backline, and run onto the ball yeah. and into the gaps. Exactly right, run into gaps, run into spaces, not shoulders. Yeah. Uh, last question. This is from the Bert at the Springs. What's your favourite memory from the 78 Kangaroo Tour, Larry? Favourite memory? Um, geez, that's a hard one. I, it was, it's all great memories, but I think that being together with a group of Blake, blokes that, that are representing your country mm. And you see blokes like Greg Hartley who's training with you and um, Tex, Bill Morty, yeah. you know, sitting with you and having a yarn in the morning and breakfast and, yeah. you know, the, all the um, journalists were there with us. And, yeah. But I'd, I'd probably say the, the, the funniest and memorable one was when we were nearly at the end of the England trip and – we're training and we're all just joking and uh, there was a bet on. They put a bet on. Mm. Peter Moore, Bullfrog, and myself at a match race. <laughs> what they, was the but handicap? The, but the catch was every my age and Bullfrog age, whatever the difference was, he gets the start. Yeah. Right? So I think it was about 20-something uh, yards he had yeah. on me. Um, Soon as they said ready, set go, he went on ready, right? <laughs> and I looked up and I could see his little legs <laughs> pumping away. And he used to smoke them camels. Remember those That's camels? Right, and yeah. he used to smoke a hundred a day. I didn't know how he'd done it. And um, I couldn't catch him. In the end, I busted my guts to get him, and he just took off and just took off, and I, I couldn't get him. The bullfrog won. The bullfrog won. There we go. But. Story was me and him carved the money up in his room. <laughs> you got the last laugh. It's been a pleasure, Larry. Looking forward to our Legend Series interview that will be up mid-year. Keep well. Enjoy the footy in 22. And before we go, who wins the premiership? Who's your Who's your tip? Ooh, mate, it's just early days, but you've got to go for the top three from last year because the Roosters sort of failed in the, in the end, but... Um, Roosters, Penrith again, yep. they'll be up there. Um, she's the third one. Let's go the Tigers. Love it. 
another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. As we count down to the season, Monday nights will drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions. Then on Thursday nights, we're dropping the dream team. Any era, any player, any position from any competition. Who makes the cut? Who misses out? And why? As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by. And we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.